Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Lizelle Wellbeing Show. I am Lizelle. And in this weekly wellbeing podcast series, I bring you leading experts from the world of wellbeing to bring you wellness wisdom you can trust. Now, this week, we are all still on lockdown and social distancing, but I am able to sit right up close and personal with today's guest as she's actually currently living with me under my roof here at home. I am chatting with none other than Amaryllis Earl. Most of you will know her as my daughter, Lily. Now, last week, we chatted with Dr. Katie Munro, who is an amazing doctor working at the National Migraine Centre, about how we can better help this massively common and often undiagnosed and untreated medical condition. Well, today, Lily picks up the story with a highly personal and hopefully hugely helpful deep dive into her own chronic migraine and how she deals with long-term pain. Welcome to my bedroom. This is a bit of a different podcast episode. Those of you who can see us in vision, um, I am sat here with my lovely daughter, Lily. Hello. <laughs> who is usually behind the camera um, as our sort of, well, videographer for Heart Dialogue. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Make sure I get the term right. So last week we heard from Dr. Katie Munro. Yes. And she, coincidentally, is also a lady that you have seen for your migraine. Yeah, at or the National Migraine Centre. Exactly. Migraine, as I've now got to call it. Well, you can say either. Yes, we she did say, say that. We just say it differently. <laughs> exactly. Migraine, migraine, tomato, tomato, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but I think this really kind of brings together the whole subject of migraine in a really good way, because many of you who follow me on social media will know that Lily's had such terrible migraine for far too long now how long is it um I've had chronic migraine for about a year and a half chronic the definition of chronic is more than 15 days a month right um but I had my first migraine episode when I was 19 and then it started to become more of a problem about five years ago when I was 24 right yeah and what's been really interesting and actually quite devastating for me as a mum having had Lil living under our roof for several weeks, obviously with um, the COVID-19 crisis, is seeing just how it does affect you pretty much every day. Yes. Because you are either going into an episode or coming out of an episode. Yeah. Or struggling to, to get through one. Yeah. And I think Lil is amazing because she has put on such a brave face. <laughs> and, you know, whenever we've worked together, because you've set up with Harry, your husband, the Heart Dialogue sound recording. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're able to do this here, by the way, because we are still social distancing. But of course, we're all living under the same roof. And these guys really brilliantly brought all their video and sound recording equipped down with them. So we were able to carry on with this, with with working. But of course, when I see you occasionally in London for work, uh, you've really pulled yourself together like you have today. You've put some makeup on, you've got <laughs> dressed, you look really together, you've taken lots of medication, which I perhaps wasn't aware of before. Mm. And now, of course, I see what an effort it is just even to get to that 
to that state. So I think it would be really helpful for people. Obviously, I would have hoped that you've already listened to part one with Dr. Katie Munro and got a, an overview of what we're talking about, what migraine is, severe headache and the different types of treatments that yeah. would be available if you went to the centre and, and saw a specialist doctor or hopefully even from your own GP. But I thought what we could do today really is talk about your personal experience mm-hmm. and the things that you've tried because you have pretty much tried everything. I have, yes. And it, I know it's it's slightly, you're very, very good when people say, you know, really well-meaningly, they'll say, oh, migraine, yes, I you know my sister, daughter, friend gets that. Have oh, you tried? Yes. And you go, yes, I have actually tried that. Next or, yes. person who suggests yoga to me is going to get a smack, I think. That's <laughs> not very yogi. No, it's not very yogi. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning. So when did you realise that it was something that you should go to the, the GP? I mean, obviously now we know in hindsight that mm. any headache is is bad and yes. shouldn't be happening and yeah. should actually be treated. Well, it was interesting that Dr. Munro said that last week because I was initially diagnosed with a tension headache at 19. Um, so I was in my first year of university placements and I trained as a primary school teacher and I um, was having really bad headaches. And because I was teaching and going out on these placements, they were impacting me more than if I was just going to lectures and stuff like that. So that's Mm. when I decided to go to the doctor and to get some medication that I could take and still be able to teach and be compassmentous around the children and stuff. And um, he prescribed me something called Migralief, which is um, a cocodamol tablet and also something for the, a different one for the nausea. Um, And then when I came back home and saw our regular GP, he actually said it was a tension headache and that I had a problem with my neck and that I should go and see a physio. That part was true. I did have a problem with my neck, mm-hmm. but actually the underlying reason, the reason that it was being, it was triggering headaches was because I had this migraine gene that yes. Dr. Mamre was talking about. Um, it then clears up for a little while. And then I have them on and off for about a year around 24. And that's when my GP refers me to a neurologist. Right. Um, I see a great neurologist called Dr. Foster. Dr. Foster, does he live in Gloucester? He doesn't, sadly. I wish he did live in Gloucester. That'd be great. Um, And yeah, so I see um, him. And to begin with, I was put on, I was given um, um, acute medication. So something to take actually during a migraine attack. Right. And then the other, um, and then he said, basically, if you get to around losing one or two work days a month, that's when we start looking at preventative. So right. that instead of, so trying to stop the migraines. So when when you were having an attack then, what did he give you? Did he give you a strong painkiller? Yeah, he gave me one of the triptans, which is the only painkiller that's been specifically derived from, um, for, sorry, specifically derived for migraine. Right. Um, I think it came in, in around the last 20 years or so. And did um, it help? No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Okay. Um, it didn't help. Uh, so that's another reason why we went down the preventative route. And actually one of the triptans, sumatriptan, turns out, which is the most commonly used one, um, I'm allergic to and it caused me to collapse. That must have been very scary. It was very scary. So you were taken to A&E, were you? No, we had a paramedic come because they thought I'd gone into anaphylactic shock. Right. Um, but they were able to treat me at home. Okay. And they said I could go to A&E, but it was the week before Christmas. Right. So the last thing I wanted to do was to yeah. go and spend a Friday night in A&E. Presumably with a migraine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's that's not good. Okay, so you then stepped up to taking a preventative. Yes, um, I what did. What was the first one that he prescribed for you? It was propanol. Propanol? Yes. Which is a beta blocker. Right. Okay. Um, and that gave me quite bad side effects from the beginning, made me very tired because it slows your blood pressure down. Right. So it's your blood pressure. Because it's a heart disease drug, isn't it? Beta blockers. Are they used yes. for panic attacks? And um, I don't know about panic atta- attacks, but they are used for high blood pressure. That's their right. primary use. Okay. Uh, so like Dr. Monroe was saying last week, they borrow medication from other parts of medicine mm-hmm. because there is no, apart from that new type of injectables she was talking about, there are no preventable drugs that have been specifically developed for migraine. Mm. So over the course of trying to treat migraine, doctors have borrowed medication from other 
areas where, say, a patient with high blood pressure has taken pro- propanol and yes. has realised that their migraines have reduced. Oh, OK. That's how they discovered it. So you were on beta blockers. How long were you on those for? Mm, a month. Obviously didn't work. It didn't work. And I know Dr Munro said, find a, do it for three months. But the problem is a lot of the medication that I've tried has given me very debilitating side effects at quite low doses. Right. And that's why we haven't continued through for the three months because Mm -hmm. the side effects have been so debilitating and we're looking at quality of life. Yeah. You know, is my quality of life improving or being made worse by the drugs? Mm. Um, So then I go through about four different drugs. I can't remember all of them. Because you want sort of anti-epilepsy drugs. Anti-epilepsy, yep. And... um, antidepressants and they borrow yes they borrow from anti-epileptic drugs antidepressants cardiovascular medication um and i was on so like amitriptyline is a antidepressant and um is used for nerve pain Mm -hmm. so it's supposed to break the pathway of pain um between the nerve sensors and the brain and but eventually we found one that worked which is um a antidepressant called uh, duloxetine mm-hmm. which did work at a very low dose so only 20 milligrams and normally it's prescribed at something like 120 or you know much okay. much higher into for um yeah for um depression and other um mm. mental disorders it's used um it's the way it works is it um increases the life of serotonin in the body and that's how it combats pain as well. Oh, interesting. And so do you still take that? I do take it, yeah. Um, but you take in com- it every day? Yes, but in combination with other drugs. Mm-hmm. Because it, after about a year and a half, stopped working. And that's when my body and my health deteriorated. And I then went into chronic migraine about yeah. a year and a half ago. Right, right. And of course, these drugs do have side effects. So duloxetine is not something long-term you necessarily want to stay on? Um, no, duloxetine isn't something that you want to stay on, uh, probably. Well, I have no, I don't know. Um, obviously, lots of these drugs, you know, they've passed all their trials, they're considered safe. Mm. But side effects-wise, it's not something that I would want to stay on long-term because I, it makes me have to pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Dr Monroe was saying one of the key things is sleep and getting and protecting your sleep. Yes. Oh, gosh. So what do you take now? So you're still on the duloxetine. And I know in the yeah. morning, because I've seen you, you, you travel, have you got your, your I have, pack of medicines? I have my pack of medicines for those who are watching on YouTube. Um, so what have we got in here? We've got lots of different things. So we, mm. should we start with the with the medication and then perhaps we can move on to talk about some of the supplements that you're taking yes. as well? Yeah. So I take uh, duloxetine. Yeah. Um, every morning and gabapentin I actually take this twice a day uh, I think it was the gabapentin I was thinking that has more of the side effects I knew that one of the yes, drugs that you were on it's very sedating so I actually uh, worked with Dr Foster to reduce my dose because I was finding that it was making me too um, sleepy and feeling like drugged and drowsy in the afternoon right. and what is gabapentin what does that do gabapentin it's a pain drug and I have a feeling if, sorry for the rustling those who are listening it's an anti-epilepsy drug oh okay um, I can tell when you've taken it because it makes your pupils dilate yes so you can you, you get these yes um, treating epilepsy and neuropathic pain right okay and does it help it helps in my overall feeling of pain because the problem was is I'd been um, in so because now I'm in chronic migraine, it was starting to cause other areas of my body to become painful through and then that would reduce the amount that I could exercise and stuff. And then that why? would make why my does body... chronic pain in your head and your, with migraine, Sorry. you know, um, <laughs> cause pain in other bits of your body. What? How does that work? That seems very unfair. Um, it is very unfair. Part of the problem is you're unable to live your life. You're unable to exercise or move or do anything like that. So you become very stiff and very sore. Because you used to run. I mean, you used to go out with Michael Gary. Yes, I running, did. And you would do you timed five k's, and you yeah. being super fast. You got these lovely long legs, and mm-hmm. you know you were sort of. He was saying how brilliant you were at running, and you should be competing. Yes. Join a running club and all yeah. that. But obviously, you've not been able to do. No, I haven't. I mean, sometimes you can't even go out for a walk, let alone go for a run. No, because I don't have the energy to do it. 
Um, is that the migraine taking away the energy or the drugs, do you think? I think it's I think it's probably ultimately the cause is the migraine or mm. recovering. Because my migraines are so chronic now, like you say, I'm pretty much always in one phase of the migraine. So um, I have migraine with aura, which has four phases. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre- so let's, yeah, let, let, let's talk about the phases then of migraine. The prodrome is the time preceding a migraine. And that's you become quite irritable. Um, there will be other symptoms like increased yawning, um, increased need to go to the loo again, um, increased um, sensitivity to light and sound. Mm. Um, then if you get auras, it will be, then it's the aura stage, which is disruption with your vision, or it can actually be any sensory disruption. The mm. most common one is vision. Yeah. Um, but I also get um, what's called Alice in Wonderland syndrome, which what's is that? it's when it's apparently Lewis Carroll's inspiration for Alice in Wonderland, the drink me and eat me packets. Yes. Where she became all where she grew into different yes. heights yeah. and shrunk. And apparently that's the inspiration because your perception of yourself becomes very distorted and your your shape within space becomes very distorted. And um so it's known as, it does have a proper medical term, but it's known as Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Wow. And that's when I struggle to walk up and down stairs or will be like clinging to the wall or crawling because my perception, I can't trust any of my senses. So that must basically. be really scary if that's happening if you're, say, on public transport. It's really scary. It's really scary. The worst I ever had it, um, I thankfully was on public, I was on public transport with Harry, but I was two hours away from home. At night, you know, at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, so having an attack like that is really, yeah, it's really scary. Mm. Mm. Um, and there are various things I know that you've done because you also see a psychologist. I do, yeah. She's so great. that's part of the, yeah. the programme. And she's given you sort of mental routines to go through. Yes. So the thing about... Um, So I was looking at some facts and figures before I came um, on the show. And um, those who suffer from migraine are much more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. Not surprisingly. Um, Not surprisingly. Um, (laughs) Like, hey. um, And so that was from the National Migraine Trust. And I know actually the National Migraine Centre's podcast, um, Heads Up, has done an episode all about that. Mm. Um, And it's really interesting. Um, But what I... What I found is that when the pre-drone came, or I would start getting an aura, um, before moving into the migraine or post-drone phase, my anxiety would be heightened mm. because um, I would know, like I'd feel a twinge in my head and I'd know um, that a migraine was imminent or something like that. So you would live almost in a permanent state of fear of the next, yes. Of the yes. next attack. Um, and so... Dr. Marks, my psychologist, um, has been really helpful in looking at that and ways of coping with that and also ways of um, engaging with the pain Mm -hmm. because chronic pain also has a big psychological, psychological and emotional component. So you feel some pain, it becomes really bad, it's all consuming, it's all you can think about. So then you're thinking about it and then you're maybe going to catastrophization or catastrophizing thinking, Mm -hmm. which is like, oh my gosh, is it gonna be awful tomorrow? I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z. I can't believe this is happening to me. Isn't this awful? Mm. Maybe tomorrow will be even worse. And then, so then the pain in your mind becomes bigger. Yeah. So how do you engage in the pain with the pain in a way that's not denying it but also in a way that's healthy and so we've been doing mindfulness exercises Mm -hmm. and she's actually referred me onto a mindfulness course um which I'm doing with the London Mindfulness Project now online through Zoom yes um to um to uh basically look at that and to be able to separate slightly to help separate Mm the anxiety out of the impending pain and I know that there's a routine you do where you become aware of your body like you trace the body scan body scan what's the body scan so the body scan is all about so it's a it's a mindfulness practice or exercise that you can do 
that so it's not just for people with pain although mindfulness mm. has been shown to be very helpful with people um, for the management of chronic pain but it's where you bring your awareness into your body and you are you focus your awareness just on one point so it might be like your big right toe or something like that mm-hmm. and you like work up your body focusing on bits of it and you just are aware of the sensations it sounds very kind of hokey, but it does help because mm. you acknowledge the sensations, you're aware of them, but you try and do it without judging it. And that's the key thing is um, there have been, um, this was a technique that came out of Harvard University because they found that actually, if you're able to experience pain without judging it, your ex- personal experience of the pain decreases. So, so that's what the body scan is to help with right and you do that I do yes Mm. I now because I'm doing this course have to do it every day as my homework this week (laughs) (laughs) well that's a good bit of homework so let's get back to the drugs then so yeah we only got yeah so we didn't get very far so we got to the duloxetine and we got to the gabapentin Gabapentin. so 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 those are daily Mm -hmm. yeah I should also say that gabapentin is um quite far down the list Right. It's not one that most people would come across, probably. Right, okay. I think maybe this is the 14th drug we've tried. Right, okay. So, yeah. so there have uh, been a lot in between. This yes. is just what you're what you're. Yeah, this is just what now. I'm on at the moment. Yeah. Okay, then you've also got ibuprofen in your bag. So yes. would you take that? Presumably you wouldn't this take that every day. This is actually for my period pain. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's a different type of pain. Let's not forget that we also get other yes. types of pain. <laughs> that all doesn't just go away because you've help. got one condition. Um so those are actually the only two medications, uh, daily medications daily. I'm on mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and then these are all um, the um, so these are supplements. supplements. And these are all the ones that Dr. Monroe spoke about last week. Great. So, so yeah, this is coenzyme Q10. Coenzyme Q10. So that's helpful for energy. You've got... And then magnesium citrate. Magnesium citrate, yeah. And you're taking these once a day, are you? Um, I actually... And vitamin B2. B2, um, yeah. I take the coenzyme Q10 once a day, and um, I take the other two twice a day. Mm-hmm. But that gives me the recommended doses. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Biocult Migrea. Yes. Which I remember finding for you when I was researching probiotics, and I yes, came across one that was... Allegedly good for migraine. It's yeah. specifically formulated for migraine. Yes. And that one, I was interested to see what um, type of bacteria this one has in it because it has a specific strain. It's got 14 strains of live bacteria with magnesium and vitamin B6. Actually, yeah. interesting. Uh, does it say, yeah, it's got the different types. So they're all lactobacillus. Oh, no, there's... Um, yeah, lactobacillus, bifidum, uh, oh gosh, lots, lots of different ones. I'm not sure which is the one that's unusual there for migraine, but they've obviously no. tested that. And how long have you been taking this probiotic? Um, since the end of September. So that's about what, currently about five months so, maybe? Yeah, yes. Do you think it's having any effect? No. No. Okay, fair enough. So we'll um, just carry on with it just in yes, case. Yes, I mean, yes, they they did a trial and again it was three um it was three months and actually the trial data was really um well obviously it's good enough for them to be able to make these claims, but it was very good. Um it wasn't, I just, it wasn't definite though, was it? it was no, it wasn't for help. everyone. No. No, it wasn't for everyone, but no. it did help a lot of people. Um, and what's in your little pink box there? Um, this is a anti-nausea medication. So what's that called? That's um Oh, I don't know, but Bacostum, b- something like yeah. that. Um, is that prescribed? Um, so you can buy it over the counter, you can just ask a pharmacist for it, but I initially found it through Dr. Foster prescribing it okay just m it's called bucal bucal tablets yeah so when would you take these these i would take during either the pre-drome or the actual migraine phase and is that because it makes you feel so sick yeah so it depends when the nausea comes sometimes it comes beforehand sometimes it doesn't come until after the headache starts interestingly it does say on this pack relieves nausea and vomiting associated with migraine yeah no it's specifically for yeah very specific um, migraine now i remember that you had a very bad attack um a few months ago so bad in fact that you collapsed and were taken to a and e oh yes and they injected you in a and e with something let's talk about your a and e experience because it was very interesting several times (laughs) yes and 
I think what's frightening for a lot of A&E medics is that when you get a young person who comes in presenting with an extreme acute migraine, yes, it's has similar symptoms to having a stroke. Yes, or, or a brain a, bleed. Or a brain bleed, yeah. So that's what they will test you for. Yes, it will. they will. And um, the first time I went in, actually, um, I specifically was showing quite stroke-like symptoms. I was slurring my words. So that's and... very scary for you yes. to think that you might have been having a stroke. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so you go in and obviously they put you go into majors and... Um, Obviously, A&E is brilliant and the staff do such a fantastic job, but it is not a good environment to be in when you're having a migraine. No, of course not. It's very noisy, bright lights. Absolutely. Moving around from place yeah. to place. Stress. Yes. You're not in a like nice, safe, cushy feeling environment. No. Um, so, and then what often happens is if uh, the doctors will obviously, and rightly so and totally understandably, want to check you if you're if you've had a stroke or a um bleed in the brain and they do that through um you go through a ct scan um they can also do an mri but obviously in an emergency situation the ct scan is much quicker than an right. mri um and so it must be a nightmare to be having that while you have a, an acute migraine yes that is so debilitating yeah yeah. I mean, presumably you're in a wheelchair, you're unable to walk. It's, you're, yes. You're just... Once I was in a wheelchair, I collapsed and kind of was only vaguely with it. So I couldn't walk. Mm. Um, my husband, Harry, had to carry me to the car and then wheelchair me into hospital and then go and park the car. Oh, for flipping heck's So had to leave me in the A&E waiting room, not conscious. Yeah. And also I started um, convulsing. But I was I was fully aware I wasn't having a fit. It was just that my body sometimes oh, I get these like twitches. I have to, I, with I have it. to say, look, I'm actually finding this really hard. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's not as hard as you find it. And I, I have to say that you have taught me so much through all of this because I wake up every morning. I kid you not, and my first thought is, I'm so grateful that I'm not in pain like my daughter. Oh, mommy. You know, so grateful for small mercies, truly. Mm. Uh, but we will fix you. So because that's not the end of the story. We've, you know, we're still going. We're we still are. going with it. So that was your first experience of A&E. So my first experience wasn't the time where I was okay, not so awake. That was one the of first your time, yeah, the first. We time. used to joke actually that you used to have an A&E loyalty card. Yes, frequent flyer. <laughs> Not one that you want, really. You don't want to be a gold card holder, do you, really? No, no not for that one. It's not a good club. Um, I made it to the second of January before having to go to A&E this year. Oh, okay. But that's right. because I that's because I fractured my chin, not because that was a different thing. That was that was an accident. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a whole other story. That was that was because I was having too much fun. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so the time when I was kind of unconscious and shaking and all of that mm. um, was actually the most amazing A and E experience. Mm-hmm. We were at St George's in Tooting. Um, and we went there because we n- now know that they have a really great neurological um, department. That's good to know. And um, they put me, I think the being passed out and convulsing in the waiting room helped. Um, <laughs> get, get to fast tracked. Um, but they put me in a, um, there was a small room next to where they were triaging everyone. And they put me in a small dark room and got me to lie down. Oh, brilliant. And then I had yeah. a senior emergency doctor come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually had some experience with migraine before. Um, and they, um, so he took my history and listened while I was kind of like whispering to him. Mm. And he was like, clearly with a history like yours, there is no point in running extra tests because you're just gonna be here and it's not a good place for you to be whilst you're having an attack like this. So we need to get you out as fast as possible. Have you ever had a drug called metroclopramide? Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard of it. And it's actually a morning sickness drug. Mm. Um, It's the second most used um drug for really acute morning sickness right um so presumably it's safe anything give it to pregnant women exactly so it's super Mm. safe yeah and the reason they started giving it to migraine patients or it became um i don't know how they first started the link with migraine but um in america there have been lots of studies on it because they have such a huge opioid crisis 
and yes. addiction problem. Yes, they do. So they've been looking yeah. at other medications to be a first line um Mm. as kind of like a first line defense against migraine when someone presents in an A&E situation. And um, metroclopramide is really affected, effective. And actually they gave it to me intravenously. And within 20 minutes, I was jumping up and down because I had so much energy and I had to get it out of me. Oh my goodness. And no pain? No pain. Oh, no. The nurse that triaged me would like came running out and was like, oh my gosh, you're a completely different person. Like a miracle. Mm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So what next? Did you think this is it? This is, I, I found my... I did, yes. I was really, exactly. Well, that's actually the exact um, way Dr. Foster, my neurologist, described it. He said, be careful, don't get your hopes up that it's a magic bullet. Because he gave it to me as a tablet to take when I needed it. Mm -hmm. And to begin with, it was absolutely fine. I didn't have any side effects at all. Yeah. Um, And it worked. And then I started to get this crawling feeling in my skin every time I took it. And it was about 10 minutes and it would just hit this crawling feeling. Mm -hmm. And I could always tell when it was coming. And, um, And then it kind of turned into a gnawing and a twisting feeling. And unfortunately, metrocopramide can do this, can create ticks and it can cause your limbs to twist literally to twist and they what yeah an extraordinary thing yeah and so I can't take it anymore oh honey pie yeah so and basically so that's another thought, one crossed off the list yes and I have to be careful of that one because they often use it in anesthesia oh do they yeah it's one of the I think because it's an anti-sickness they use it within mm. anesthetics a lot um anesthetics no yeah yeah. 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 And, uh, what's, yeah the, what's the fake? What's the anesthetic? What's um? What's the vis- What's like you know Botox and injectables? Yeah. Or that F- ma- fillers or it doesn't uh, begin with an A. That begins with an A N. Sorry, I'm sidetracking. Yeah. No. Uh, I can't think. But actually, you've you've brought aesthetics. up aesthetics. That's got it. You. Yeah. Not an anesthetic. Yeah. An aesthetic. Um. <laughs> and so I just have to have it on my medical notes. Right. Should I ever need an anesthetic again? I need okay. to make sure that it doesn't have that in. So interesting that you talk about Botox because you do now have Botox as I do. part of your I do. Anyone watching, on, anyone watching on YouTube will see that I have very minimal. You can't frown. You can't, I can't frown. <laughs> You're no. trying really hard. <laughs> no. That's as cross as she gets, guys. <laughs> but, you know, the upside is that you will never have a wrinkly forehead. No, if, I the, won't. If, if this continues. Now, where do you have your Botox injections and how many do you have? So I have it in the 31 sites yes plus a bit extra um so that's all it starts in your forehead and it goes over all, yeah, all the way over your scalp all the way around my scalp and down my neck and down my shoulders mm-hmm. um and I also have it um around my eyes here mm-hmm. and um 
I think they put extra in my in my neck. Um, but yes, I have. And I, oh, I also have some in my jaw as well because I clench. Right. And um, how often do you have those? That's every three months. And how effective are they? So effective. Are they? So effective. How long does it take to, to, um, to work for you? Oh, it takes about two weeks. Does it? And there's also a two week kind of cool down period towards the end of the three months. So I'll always know when I'm due to rebook. Really? Because my migraines will start becoming more painful. Right. And that's when I will get in contact with the doctor and they'll yeah. say, oh, actually, yes, you're due for a top up. So in what percent, if we're talking in percentage terms of pain or scale of one to 10, if, if your migraine's at a 10, mm-hmm. the Botox would take it down to what level normally? A seven. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're dropping the pain by kind of a third. Yes. Yeah. Nearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with some people, Botox works amazingly well as a preventative. Mm. Um with lots of people, actually, it works brilliantly as a preventative. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, it doesn't seem to prevent the attacks, but it does make them less painful. Right. So then I'm taking less painkillers or... Sure. Um, so, you know, not... Yeah, and Botox is, is so safe and exactly, you're not putting exactly. a drug through your liver like by exactly. taking tablets. Exactly. So it's a really and like good I say, thing. I won't wrinkle. And you'll have beneficial side effects. Yes. Well, right. At least there's potentially one. Um, okay, so we are now at a stage where you have had this lovely wonder drug, which then sadly didn't work for you. Yeah. So then you go back to your neurologist and what do they then say? Well, I can't take it any longer. So then it's back to, even whilst I was having this um, metrocopramide wonder drug like you say we were still looking for something to stop the attacks coming yes um so to break that cycle of the migraine attacks coming um mm. so that's the daily preventative so we were still working with the preventatives anyway that never stopped um and unfortunately i was very very ill last year um with it because um the preventatives weren't working or were giving me hideous side effects one made me go blind basically i couldn't see properly one stopped me from sleeping i didn't sleep more than three hours a night um so um so we're still working on the preventatives Mm -hmm. and that is now i'm still although i'm still taking the duloxetine and the gabapentin although i'm still taking those drugs daily I'm actually trying the new other injectable treatment. Great. So yeah, let's talk about this because this was something that Dr. Munro talked yes. about. This is fairly newly licensed, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's going through the process of being allowed on the NHS um, in England. It is allowed, I think, in Scotland and Wales. Okay, interesting. Um, so this one is, the brand name is Ajovi and it is a monoclonal antibody. Um, so it basically... Um, there's a certain type of peptide, I think. Yes. It's what Dr. Monroe was talking about last Something week. Something to do with proteins in the brain. Exactly. So there's a certain, certain type of protein in the brain, which they found that migraineurs have more of than mm-hmm. um, non-migraineurs. Mm-hmm. And this protein binds to the pain channel that the migraine attack uses. So the theory is, is that protein is what's triggering, and it binds into the pain channel, is triggering the migraine. So if you inject yourself with a um, antibody, it binds to that protein, so it interferes. It gets mm. in between the protein and the pain channel, so it can't get attached to the receptor. Right. So you've you've injected. In fact, you injected yourself this morning, didn't you? Yes, I did. And you inject it in your tummy. I did. I did. Yes, I injected it in my tummy. So brave. Um, yes, your son um, yes. said that he was like, "You're insane." I was like, "I'm not insane. I'm ill." <laughs> And he was like, no, 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 you're insanely brave. Oh, That's very sweet. Bless him. So yes, it comes in a little injection like this for those watching on YouTube. Okay. And that's, you do that once a month? Yes. Thankfully, it's only once a month. Right. So yes. Um, It's my second one. It's, um, it's, uh, so we're doing the three month trial with this. So I've got one more after this and then we'll take a few. Yeah. What do you think? Are you getting any indication of how it's working? No, not currently. Okay. But... It does normally take at least the second okay. injection. Um, okay, good. Well, we're going to hope and pray that that is working for sure. Yeah. Um, you've got some other little props here as well. That's I something do. I found this, I think, online somewhere and, and ordered it for you. Is this the ice cap? Yeah. So let's let's look at that. So, so this is something that you travel with and, and keep in the freezer, do you, for wherever you are? Yes, I do. Um, really sorry about the crinkling. I keep it in a uh, free, in a sandwich bag in the freezer. <laughs> um, 
so yeah it's... and it looks a bit like a if you've ever seen a sort of a rugby scrum cap that's yes kind of that's what exactly like. what it looks like and it's frozen how, how, with how gel cold packs. is it oh it's very cold and it's been out of the freezer cold. the whole time we've been recording as well gosh that is so you would you would put that on yes are you gonna wear it, put it on. she's nothing if not game is she this girl and it has that an ice very pack down the back of the oh, neck. So it does. As well. I don't know what my hair's going to look like when I take this off now. Oh, that is just um, So when when would you wear that and for how long? Um, I would wear this during the migraine phase, the headache phase. So when you're so got actually the acute in pain. pain. Yeah, when I'm in pain. And how, you know, again, on a scale, but how, how is it reducing the pain threshold? Uh, it probably you? takes it down by one digit. Okay. So seven to a six. Okay. Yeah, so a little bit helping, just sort of nibbling away at the... Exactly. Um, it's all just kind of like nibbling away and finding things that mm -hmm. work. Other um, things that you've tried, I know, have included cranial therapy, cranial sacral therapy. Yes. And jaw relief. We, I yes. know we've written about Lynn Ray in the magazine yes, and about I've her amazing her. TMJ yeah. jaw exercises yes. for, for getting rid of jaw ache. How did you find that in terms of migraine? So whenever I have a migraine... Um, I become very tight and very tense. Mm -hmm. um, either I don't know whether it's a psychological thing because I'm in a state of stress or because, um, or whether it's a side effect of the actual migraine attack. Um, but I become very tight to my neck, my shoulders, my jaw, all of that becomes very tight. Right. So having these complementary therapies yes. to add on sure. to and have with the... Um, you know, the drugs and all of that yes. thing, all that stuff is really helpful in terms of actually um, living with and managing the pain. Because you've seen a physio. Yes. So you, and you've had physio treatment. I have, and has yes. That, has that been helpful? It has been very helpful. So they, I had, um, I've got scoliosis, as you know. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, but for listeners, I have a scoliosis, which is a curve of the spine. Luckily, mine is quite minor um but they um I also it has put pressure on my neck and so my neck was actually instead of um all seven vertebrae working together as a curve mm. they had see kind of seized up and so it was working as a hinge and um, four and five was just working as a hinge basically so I had physiotherapy for that and I also had um um steroid injections facet joint steroid injections right and occipital nerve block which again dr right. monroe mentioned yeah yesterday. so you can have nerve yeah so that's when they put steroids and uh local anesthetic yes either in between the facet joints in the vertebrae mm. or around the occipital nerve yeah because you've also had local anesthetic injections i have yes yeah. into my neck yeah. and shoulders and, and then talking about needles tension. Sorry to interrupt you. Needles, you've also had acupuncture. I have had acupuncture. So you've been to an acupuncture who, wrist who specialised in migraine? Yes. And how many sessions did you have there? Um, so I had, I don't know, at least um, 10, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, did that so, help at all? Um, I'm not sure. Again, I think it helped with the tension relief. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it certainly didn't. And also it did really help with, um, with my sleep. Right. Okay. So again, it kind of helps like other areas that get impacted because of the migraine. Yes. Um, but it didn't actually take away the migraines. No. Um, and the problem is, is he was also also about an hour's journey away. Mm. So and by the time you've got the benefit of that, you've actually exactly. probably been worn off. What about cranial sacrotherapy? Love it. <laughs> so, it's probably slightly controversial. Um, well, I, I, I love it too. So this is where the, the therapist almost just sort of holds you and tunes into your cranium. Yes. Which is this pulsating sheath, isn't it, that goes over the brain and down the spine? Yes, yes. From the sacrum up to the um, bone at the base of your skull mm -hmm. and goes back and forth in a wave. Um and, and talk us through that. How, how does it make you feel and what's the theory behind it? Um, so the theory behind it, I think, although I'm probably going to get this wrong, is that um, there could be uh, blockages in that fluid moving right. um, or causing energy blockages 
which again I know sounds super hokey. Yeah, but it's um, good. You know, it's it's good. That's what complementary therapy is all about: being complementary to exactly the the medical evidence based clinical yes. work. And I think you've got to have an open mind and and try all sorts of things. I mean, I know we'll talk about diet and things in a minute, but that's another thing yes. that we can try. So I've found it super helpful and more relaxing. Um, and beneficial than any of the other complementary therapies. Really, and I've I've, I mean, I've heard a lot of people with chronic pain conditions yes. also say, yeah, that cranial sacral therapy can be really helpful, it's and, really and you get helpful. sort of cranial osteopaths as well who yes. work on the cranium. So cranial sacral therapy is much gentler than osteopathy. Right, there's no clicking or manipulating no. or any of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's very very gentle, um, and it's also very. Um, kind of like beneficial or helpful if you've had a lot of intervent like medical intervention like I have you've been stuck with needles and anesthetized and hospitalized and gone into A&E and to actually mm. have really like gentle touch and massage and like something that's really yeah. safe and nice is it's just really nice yeah something like, to really look forward to exactly it's a real treat mm. um and it's really helps me um relax yeah and unfortunately you can't obviously have that at the moment while we're in no lockdown but it's probably one of the first things that you're going to go back to it is I'm so excited <laughs> and other treatments that we've tried I know that we're both a fan of reflexology yes does that reflexology. pick up anything does, does a reflexologist pick up anything in the feet um she's picked up um when I had problems with my neck right. so she'll say like you're feeling very tense and stuff and she can pinpoint which vertebrae it is from mm. my feet amazing, um, it's amazing it? um or um like when my back gets very sore stuff because actually when I get an attack my whole the whole back of my body literally from my heels all the way to my um the top of my head um get becomes really tight so she's very good at helping with that mm. um but she hasn't um and kind of like emotional states she's very yes. good at picking up on. Yeah, yeah. But again, again, it's all kind of nibbling away at the periphery yes. of the um, and I know disease. She, the, you know, we've seen somebody does Reiki and all these sort of weird oh, yes. things. It's just not... It's, it's not, just not... That's not my bag. No. I think that's... that's Reiki's my line, right. personally. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, what, I, what that did remind me of is with the cranial sacral therapy is um, she really helps relieve the nausea. Oh, really? Yeah. If I'm feeling sick when I go and see her, I won't be feeling sick by the time I leave. And she can oh, pick it interesting. up. She's like, it's just like your whole body feels sick. Gosh. These, I have to say, some of these complementary practitioners are absolutely extraordinary. Yes. we've. I mean, we've been to a, a few, we've tried kinesiology in terms of food allergies. Oh, yeah, that was that, hysterical. Well, it was quite disappointing, it's actually. disappointing. Because we've been told that this person was going to be absolutely brilliant and could pick up all kinds of food allergies. Yes. Now, you are massively allergic to avocado. Yes, I am. Which is, you know, quite a, a weird thing, being somebody who works in well-being that you cannot have. Daily peril. <laughs> Literally, there's always, and there's always avocado back here in the house. It's like, no, Lil can't have that. Don't use that knife. It's been used to cut an avocado. You know, I mean, it is really quite, quite a serious allergy. Yes. Um, and, of course, what this kinesiologist was doing was putting little bits of food on this sort of electrode dial and then prodding you to, to see. Yes, and, exactly. and the little needle was... was you know going backwards and forwards to say whether it was safe for you or not and when we got to avocado you and I kind of looked at each other because obviously we knew that you were highly sensitive to it um and of course it just passed the test and she said no no that's fine you're absolutely yeah. fine with avocado so I that know, kind of that was very disappointing it was a massive crushing blow because yeah. it just meant that everything else of course that had been said before could just you know totally go out the window and be discounted mm. but you have found some food um exclusions helpful I, and I know you don't want to give up sugar because you are a bit of a sugar junkie I am yes and for me as many people will know listening and watching um you know I'm a kind of anti-sugar campaigner mm. and I'm I'm much more on the side of high fat high yeah. um high protein low carb low sugar yeah. so You've tried a bit of keto, haven't you? Yes. But not for very long. I know you found mm. that quite hard. Yes, I did find it very hard. And um, I have tried it in the past. Um, when I have tried it, I haven't 
um, felt the benefits, but also I yeah. tried it before my migraines became chronic. Yeah. So when they were, but we need to be careful because one one thing that Dr. Monroe did say was about your body adapting to change. Yes. And it not liking change. Yeah. So I think we're not going to, you know, I wouldn't encourage you to do full blown. Let's go and straight into keto. Um, which you'll be quite pleased to hear about. But I do, I do deliberately, you know, when you're here at home, I make sure I've got plenty of nuts for you to snack on so yes. that you're not reaching for biscuits. It's hard because, to be honest, we're, we're here at the moment with several other members of the family and mm. they want to make cakes and they want to buy biscuits and they want to have yeah. spaghetti for supper and all of that stuff. Mm. So, you know, I've made sure that we've got things like courgettes so we can do courgetti. Yes. with the sauces and try and have non-sugar snacks, have lots of really, really dark chocolate without the sugar I know sweetheart but you'll grow to love it honestly no, know, you will listen to your mother you will grow to love it you have to wean yourself off that sugary junk stuff I've been really good thank you very much you have I did Before find a bag you... of skittles not mine she your says, youngest child really yes okay you went to the post office when was the last time you had a skittle I don't know well, come on. We were in, in the, the car on, in January and you had a whole bag of Skittles and Moans. In January? Yes, well, it's only, it was only March. April. April, okay. So I've been very good. Okay, but you well, you would reach for that stuff if you could, potentially, or... If it was there, yes. Okay. My main, my actual weakness is the um, digestive biscuits with caramel and chocolate. <sighs> Mm. You are the one who taught me how to dip Twix bars into tea. And turn them into a straw. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Don't tempt me. You um, mustn't. This is all bad, bad. No, this is bad <laughs> Lily talking. We want good Lily back. Um, but yes, oh, no, God. so I do try and eat things that keep my blood sugar more regulated. Yeah. And um, Have you found anything helpful? I mean, I know I've been feeding you full of things like kefir. Um. I don't know. No. And in fact, interestingly, we've got to watch out for histamines and histamine-forming foods and things like sauerkraut and kimchi. Yes, so I haven't been eating that, which is sad because I love kimchi. Um, We've got to do some research on that because that is another option, isn't it, for you in the future is is to go down the antihistamine route. Yes, so that is one avenue that I haven't explored yet Mm. is the... So we might um, look at that. ...is the... um, Dr. Mumro did say what the actual condition is called. Yes. Um, so we could look at that, but I don't have lots of, apart from avocados, allergies and asthma. And, you know, no, I don't have mega you're not histamine a hist- you don't get reactions. Hay fever. I don't get hay fever, no. thankfully. Um, so again, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. No. Um, so we'll just have to um, keep trying. We will. And you and I have been cold water swimming. Oh, we have been cold water swimming. So that was another thing. So that actually, I have, I, have, I have to thank you for that. It was fabulous. And you did say to me that when we were plunged into this icy cold water in uh, the middle of Central London Park, that actually your pain went from your head. Yes. So I Is that because the rest of your body was in such I shock? I think so, probably. But I've been several times when I've been in pain and then the pain, I'm not in pain in the water. Isn't that amazing? Yes. But obviously you can't stay in the water for that long. No, because you get hypothermia, so that's... which is quite dangerous, I hear. <laughs> that's, mm. <laughs> so what happens? So you go in and does the pain go straight away? Yes. Yeah. So would it would it work in a cold bath? Do you um, think? If you filled a bath with, you know, quite deeply with, with just water from the cold tap, do you think? Probably, if it was very cold. Because people like they... Andy Murray sit in ice baths, don't they? Yes, I'm sure an tennis. ice bath would help if we actually had ice. You know, ice. You could shove it. You get sort of that party bags of ice and, exactly. and put it in, in a cold bath. Gosh, you'd have to be brave to do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. You'd get very cold. But then, when you got out of the swim, mm. how long then did it take for about your? About an hour. So I was pain free for about an hour. Okay. Um, but I always have to sleep after the swims. Right. Because obviously my energy levels are really very low at the moment, mm. having been dealing with this every day for a year and a half. It's really hard. It's just so dreadful and so awful. And I think many people listening will either be in similar situations or will be suffering with a, a, a similarly chronic pain mm. condition. And I know I sometimes see on your Instagram that you tag things like chronic pain 
Yes, and I do. Are there various support groups and, and other are. people like fibromyalgia and other yes, conditions? Yes, so yes, so I have quite a few followers um, and people who engage with my content on Instagram because I've started doing, um, as you'll know, I've started doing these um, edited pictures where I'm doing mm, really ridiculous fun. and magical things yeah, like levitating or just gorgeous. riding a multicolored zebra, which was a Christmas decoration. Yeah. And actually, I found that really inspiring because it's a way of taking control of my body, where at the moment it's so out of control. So I'm taking yeah. control of some visual element of it. And um, that's opened a door for me to start talking about my illness and the effects that it has um, has had on my life. And um, yeah, so I have lots of um, followers who, um, or proportionally, I don't have lots of followers, but a good proportion of them are people who also suffer from things like fibromyalgia or migraines. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also part of support groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and that's good to be able to put stuff out there, but also to help, you know, there are lots of questions um, get asked around Botox yeah. on there. And people, um, I think especially because um, it affects um it affects it's more prevalent in women i think mm. it's something like three quarters of migraine sufferers are women yeah so i think going for so they're often quite worried about going for botox right. either because of the stigma of having frozen eyebrows yes. or um or you yeah. know horror stories about drooping eye brows or yeah. anything like that yeah. so there's lots of women talking about things like botox and stuff mm. on there and all the other therapies but it means that because i'm someone i can give um a really good testimony yeah. like a good testimony yeah. for botox and actually like, lastly perhaps we should just also mention the role of hormones you talk about how more mm. women than men have migraine and i know dr Monroe was also talking yes. about the role of estrogen and uh, some women in later life getting migraines that affect them you know, for the first time, perhaps in their 40s. And mm. she was saying that they will always have had the migraine gene to be predisposed. Yes, yes. But then it's the changes, the shifting levels of estrogen that yes. will then trigger. And that's at the moment what they believe um, mm. that causes that disparity between men and women yeah. is because it's due to um, it's hormonal. Yeah. So you came off all hormone treatments, all contraception. I did, yeah. Anything that had any kind of hormonal implication whatsoever. Yes, whatsoever. Yeah, and um, just so that you could try and exclude that as exactly a, a, as, as a, a thing, trigger, as a trigger, yeah. and it yeah. didn't help. Didn't help. No. no. Okay. No, all I got was my period back and a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you are honestly, you are my hero. Oh, you, you, you just are, and I'm, I'm devastated that I can't do more to help you. I'm so used to be able to fix things and. I know to have access to resources and people and ability and determination and the fact that I am sat here, you know, in awe of all the things that you've done and do and still are daily so debilitated and brought low by this and still managing to smile. And I have to say, you know, for those on YouTube who can see Lily, you know, she is just, she's put herself together so brilliantly, but I can totally tell that after this, you're going to have to go and lie in a darkened room. I am, yes. Because you're really struggling and, and you have just been amazing. And going to your house and seeing the fact that you've had to paint your bedroom black it's dark grey, but yes. It's essentially black. <laughs> uh, so in anticipation of having to spend a lot of time lying in a dark room. Yes. And, and your bravery and your jollity and your inspiration for others and your thoughtfulness for others is just beyond compare. So oh, thank you. You know, we all love you hugely oh, and we you. will find a way through this. And thank you for holding it together to no. share with us, darling. Thank you for having me on because it's... um. It's such an under-researched and underfunded area of medicine, so it's great to be able to talk about it and it raise is. awareness. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Well, that is the end of today's show. And as always, you will find all the resources that we mentioned over at lizardwellbeing.com, where you can also subscribe to the free weekly newsletter for so much more well-being wisdom, including nutritional guidance, information on complementary therapies with some advice, exclusive discounts, and a lot more. Do please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast because that ensures that next week's episode 
will be downloaded safely without you having to even think about it. And a huge thanks to all of those who've taken the time to leave me a review because it really does help other listeners find the show and may well have access then to the information that they need to stay fit and well, perhaps more so now than ever. So until next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. Liz Earle Wellbeing Show is presented by me, Liz Earle, with production by Amaryllis Earle and Harry Trevithick at Heart Dialogue, with huge thanks to my producer, Ellie Smith, and guest booker, Millie de la Morinière. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.